0: Good, good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome to today's episode of Morning Well. Three things that we will talk about. Uh, Latest investor poll, home purchases at 14-year high, and Pelosi and Mnuchin are willing to work towards a deal. S&P 500 edged higher on Thursday, avoiding correction territory as technology stocks recovered from their recent losses. Shares of Apple, Microsoft and other technology stocks notched gains, pulling the major indexes into the green. The advance ended a topsy-turvy session that had seen the benchmarks bob up and down the flat line several times before mixed economic data and an attempt by senior Republican lawmaker to quell concerns around the elections came through. The S&P 500 closed up 0.3%, the Dow was up 0.2%, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq was up about 0.4%. The S&P 500 would need to close at or below 3222 to enter a correction. In markets across the globe, Europe fell. Uh, Eurostock 600 was down about 1%. Uh, The FTSE also was down by 1.3%, while the DAX was flat at minus 0.29%. China was down sharp. The Shanghai Composite was down 1.72%. And the Indian market was down about 2.93%. So all this was a price reaction that happened to uh, to what happened in the U.S. on Wednesday when we saw that big drawdown. The bearish sentiment has made September a rough month. The S&P 500 was briefly on course for a correction on Thursday off by more than 10% from September 2nd when the unemployment numbers came through. So the data showed that hundreds and thousands of Americans continue to rely on jobless benefits. It's the latest evidence that the economic recovery from the coronavirus pandemic will be long-drawn. The initial claims uh, for regular state programs increased by about 4,000 to come at 870,000 uh, against an estimate about 840 in the weekend at September 19. Still, this is about four times the pre-pandemic levels. Continuing claims fell to about 12.6 million. The estimate was about 2.3 million in the weekend at September 12 and remained almost double the high that we saw from the last recession. A latest investor poll released by American Association of Individual Investors showed nearly 46% of the respondents expects expect stocks to fall over the next six months, up from about 40% from a week prior. Uh, it's important to note what the sentiment is because retail is driving so much of the, uh, of the flows and you know just general sentiment in the market now. Uh, so I thought it was worth mentioning the results of this poll. So during the day, we also got housing data and that actually made the stocks uh, take a U-turn and start climbing after Commerce Department said home purchases reached a 14-year high, highlighting how the pandemic is reshaping life and economic activity. Economists had predicted weaker housing market activity, but more than a million new homes were sold in the month of August, the most since 2006. Record low interest rates and exodus out of metropolitan cities fuel robust demand for new property. While many question the durability of this demand, the housing market will be supported by the prospect of no rate hikes for the next few years. The market also got a boost from reassurances from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who said on Twitter that the winner of the November's presidential election would be inaugurated as planned in January. The tweet appeared to be a response to President Trump's refusal to commit to a peaceful transition of power a day earlier. It was day three of Jerome Powell on Capitol Hill and found him suggesting the same things that he had spoken about in the past many months, actually. But he did mention about aid to small businesses and uh, an and unemployed should be priority. Robert Kaplan said, Central Bank's economic forecasts are predicted on more government relief. Charles Evans was probably the most direct. He said, we are taking a very serious and unnecessary risk if we do not extend federal assistance to out-of-work households. Now, following all this talk from Fed, Nancy Pelosi and Stephen Mnuchin expressed renewed urgency over the need of a stimulus deal. We'll be hopefully soon going to the table with them, is what the House Speaker said. I'm willing to sit down anytime for bipartisan legislation. Let's pass something quickly, is what the Treasury Secretary remarked. The two plan to resume negotiations, but senior Republican Senator Richard Shelby called the chances of an agreement slim. The Democrats in the meantime are working on a 2.4 trillion proposal, slightly below the 3 trillion that, you know, they had earlier proposed. In terms of the dollar, dollar was mostly higher against its G10 peers, though the pound and euro eked out some gains. Uh, interestingly, dollars held on to its gains against the Japanese yen and extended higher for a fifth day in a row against Swiss franc as well. Sterling was the strongest currency thanks to government's new job support program that was announced. Stronger than expected, business confidence helped euro shrug off a new record high cases virus cases in France. Meanwhile the weakest currency was Australian dollar which fell for the fifth day in a row uh, to its weakest level since july 20th with no australian economic report schedule for release the investors are positioning more for easing from the rba so that will be interesting to track and watch that's the update stay safe and healthy everyone and have a lovely weekend <music>